but yeah, so yeah, we recorded all the fucking um all the fucking interviews with um Glenn Benton because he would just like get shitty drunk and like do you know who Bob Larson is? You've told me of this this yeah, tale he, before. He's like yeah. The, yeah, he's like the fake exorcist. And like uh, it was Is there good. any other kind? <laughs> good point. Uh yeah, but he fucking would just get drunk and like vaguely threaten his life <laughs> all the time. And yeah, no, we had some good content there, but I, I don't know what video it was from. Yeah, there's there's just so many of them. He would this was like Something he would, Glenn Benton would do like pretty often. But equally cringy. My name's Chris Barnes. I'm from the band Six Feet Under. Have you seen this? No. Oh, you're in for a treat, man. 2003 Porsche Boxster S. Tiffany sold me the car. You know, I scared her on the test drive, you know. There's no hidden dealings or haggling. <laughs> when other dealers say no, I always find a way to go. Park Auto Mall. Definitely straight up. <laughs> Park Auto Mall. Come get your car. Come get your car. Come get your car. That was amazing. Dude, I know. Wasn't that great? Do you think he did that for free? Just to stay relevant? Dude, I don't know. There's a chance. Uh, let's see. Did that even record? Man, if it didn't, you folks at home missed something. Well, I can dub it back in. Oh, shit. Usually, like the headphones will like pick up, um, like like really low. Like was like the mic will pick up what was coming out of our headphones just enough where I can line it back up. Mm. But yeah, hey, we're back. This is Reek of Podrefaction. Reek of Podrefaction episode five. I'm your host Andrew with. I'm Laura. And we have um, a guest that we've been referring to a bunch. Yeah, no pressure. I'm Devin. That's Devin. Yeah. Um, Thanks for having me here. I've I've never done something like this. Yeah, well, we know not much more about what we're doing than you do, so. Right. Yeah, we uh we're kind of winging it too. Cool. Yeah, so come get your car, man. Fuck <laughs> Ask um, for Tiffany. <laughs> yeah, but don't Did he say that? Did he yeah, say don't don't scare no, no, her on but the Tiffany. Test drive. Tiffany is the one who sold in the car, so. Yeah, he he scared her on the test drive. Oh, that's right. He's a little too extreme for her. Extreme cars for extreme people. <laughs> yeah, that's the the six feet under version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a uh, the extreme music for extreme people. I never, I didn't know that was Morbid Angel. Oh my god, was, I love Morbid Angel. Because I'd shit's see so that cringy. I'd see it, that patch sometimes on people's jackets. Yeah, it's. I didn't know um, what it was. It's a little embarrassing. Well, let's be honest. Morbid Angel has been pretty embarrassing in their later career oh yeah except well okay you're you're a big that's your one of your favorite bands right yeah totally what did you think of the kingdom disdained or whatever it was it was fine yeah i didn't love it that's that's well aaron is also a big uh morbid angel fan he was like yeah it's pretty good you know i don't think anybody was like 6.5 7 out of 10 you know which is much better than (laughs) than the alternative Yeah. yeah dude david vincent Dude, what is up with that guy? He to me, he's even more cringy than Chris Barnes. Ah, uh, oh my God, yeah, the fucking black leather cowboy hat with the Confederate flag patch on it. I think really says it all, and the soul patch. Oh, it's the, so the soul patches. Soul just... patches almost never look good unless you're in like a '70s exploitation film about a satanic cult. Sure, like then you can rock the soul patch, the triangle soul patch. But 
It doesn't have many places. No, in. and I think you need a goatee with it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a pointy goatee. Yeah, I mean, David Vincent needs a lot of help. Yeah, dude, his... I mean, just beyond the weird cowboy shit, like, his fucking outfits are like... It's like, um... He looks like a... Like, like somebody, like, trying to be metal, but, like, like is failing at it. Yeah, like, it, right. It, it like, those, like, he, like those people that are, like, following a trend of, like... He's basically, like, that wallet that, um, that you got. Yeah, Laura, Laura's mom's boyfriend, who is an elderly man, got me this, like, little, like, wallet for Christmas, and it was, like, a pointy cross with a skull in the middle, because I think that's just what he thinks, <laughs> like, metal people, like, are into. I don't know. I, it, I, I like Bob, but, uh... It, e for effort. Think, I don't... Yeah, right. I don't think I'll right. ever, uh... Be, be rocking that wallet. No, I feel like David Vincent looks like he looks like Hot Topic. Yeah, he looks like he saw Dimu Berger once and thought that's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> dude, and like he has these like designer battle jackets without any bands on them. What? And like he wears a lot of how? How is it a battle jacket? <laughs> yeah, that's a big yeah, right. thing nowadays with the these designer battle jackets. But if you're david vincent from the band morbid angel i feel like you you, should know better yeah like you helped create this stuff that you're wearing like a weird replica of how is this not just like natural and organic for you yeah right oh man he wears a lot of latex too that's weird (laughs) well anyway Devin, why don't you uh get us started with your uh musical history yeah, so uh, I'm from rural Indiana. I grew up there in the late 90s, so it was sort of the worst place and worst time for music. So I think the first piece of music I ever bought, I was in the fourth grade, I bought the uh, the Matrix soundtrack. I think, yeah, Dude, the Matrix yeah, was a big fucking deal. Big fucking deal, yeah. People oh, don't re- remember that. And so you got your Rob Zombie, your Rage Against the Machine, your Marilyn Manson, and like at 10 years old, I thought that was really cool. And so... For the next, like, five years of my musical history, I think, it was just sort of clawing my way out of that black pit. Um, but along the way, I really, there were some some st- classics that really stood out to me. Uh, Kiss was really big. I think yeah. Destroyer was perhaps the second piece of music I ever got, and it was just the album cover. I knew who Kiss were. I knew they were, they were rock and roll. I thought that was cool. It was Best Buy. It's almost like a Frank Franzetta kind of, like... Uh, do you know Frank Franzetta? No, I actually did, don't. He did like all the like Conan the Barbarian. Oh covers yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, shit like that. Um, so like the, like the Manowar covers mm-hmm. are like totally inspired by him. Yeah, and, absolutely. Right. Like that that Destroyer album cover is kind of in that style of like epic fantasy warrior. Absolutely. Like, but like it's less like go- like cheesy and like even like the Love Gun album cover is kind of like that too mm-hmm. in a way. But, oh yeah, the Love Gun album totally is. But uh, and like like all the women at it, at their feet and shit. Right, like that's totally yeah. like a Frank Franzetta like thing. And um, I really like the song "God of Thunder" was like scary to me at the time. You know, like it's the first song uh, I ever learned on guitar. Yeah, same here. Um, so yeah, I think that was really big. Um, Iron Maiden was huge as well. I think you can't really start metal in a better place than Iron Maiden. I think pound for pound, they're sort of the best heavy metal band. You know, they were sort of like the pinnacle. Yeah. Uh, after over a decade of, of this shit getting hashed out, this is really good chugging guitars. If you don't spend like at least one day out of the month in your underwear running around your house to Iron Maiden, you're probably not metal. Oh my god, yeah, dude, uh, totally. Um, I absolutely agree. If you don't like do air guitar in your underwear alone to Iron Maiden, are you are you even living? 
So that was big. And then I think what also should be included is Rush at that point. I think okay. Rush okay. gave me an appreciation for progressive and I think overall more just experimental music. Um, I've moved away from just straight Prague. I think Prague is sort of like a conceptual cul-de-sac eventually. Like people are just trying to be progressive for the sake of being progressive. So they use all these outlandish time signatures and all this other sort of hackneyed bullshit just to achieve the effect of being progressive. And I think that's such a, I don't know, like wasted potential. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> do for, you? For most of my bands, I use like unnecessary, like coagulate has a bunch of songs in like 13, 4 and 11. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you have a certain charm to it, though. I, I feel like a lot, especially in, like, the tech death prog side of things. Oh, yeah, we've talked about that before. Uh, okay, so, yeah, you know, what else can I add to that? Um, in high school, I think I started moving into heavier stuff for sure. I think, like, the big bridge band for me was Amana Marth, because um, sure. I was really big into Viking history. My friend Austin and I would stay up all night playing Medieval 2 Total War. So it's felt like the best sort of meeting place of my interests. And then in college, I sort of got away from metal for a bit. I took like a year gap year, essentially, where I just listened to like a lot of electronic hipster garbage, a lot of death grips. Some of that stuff's still good. Some of it totally isn't. But I think sort of being away from it helped me like get back to it and say like, all right, I'm done fucking around. I'm done going to deathcore shows that my friends' friends are putting on. I'm done going to big festivals. I want to get into the really like cooler scarier stuff because i think if you're into metal you've had that experience of something being kind of like whoa you know as a child yeah. and like that's almost scary i don't know if i want to do that and so i was like no nah, i'm gonna seek out all of, like the scariest hardest most evil shit i can find and that's still essentially the quest i'm on uh enslaved i think was the obvious bridge there for me because it took my love of progressive shit and viking shit uh, it wasn't too black metal for me um they were a big in I got started around this right around the time um, Diocletian's album Gesundrian came out. That was actually probably one of the first war metal bands I listened to. Uh, I remember this distinctly because in a Latin class, I asked for my name to be Diocletian, and it was shot the fuck down. And my professor was like, he was a mean person. Like, motherfucker, this is the civilization that invented crucifixions. Like, they're not known for their charity. Um, I digress. So that was big, but I think more than anything else, it was symbolic by death. That was yeah. like the big death album. Mm -hmm. oh, out yeah. of sort of the like Mastodon between the buried and me sort of like, okay, bigger mid tier bands to like get into the really old, old school. Yeah. Symbolic's like just a better version of those two bands. Yeah, much, you know? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I just felt like, wow, so this is what I've been missing out on. So just went hard into that, got really into old school death metal, um, came around on black metal. I think that was a, a genre that took me the longest to get into, but it I think is, it is kind of, it takes a second to get into black metal. Yeah, because it's not it's not like exciting music sometimes, right? right. Like you can't just like and if you're pick not used up. to like bad production and stuff like that too. Totally. Like, and now that shit's my my bread and butter. Um, I think seeing Mayhem live uh, really helped that too. Um, I think that was was that 2016. Yeah, I think it was 2016 when they came through here. Um, that was a really cool show. So, um, Beharit and Sarcophago, I think, were big bands for me obviously yeah. um and sort of going down the the darker more obscure less produced stuff but you know it was just like the mainstays it was your your cannibal corpse your morbid angel i spent probably all summer listening to altars of madness when i first discovered it um still listen to that album like once a week that's probably my favorite album of all time um suffocation was really huge for me as well um 
still are. They're they're a great fucking band. So you know now I'm just really into your your Dimilich, your Time Ghoul, your Titan Blood, your Blasphemy, the grimy, the weirder shit that sounds like it was made in an old cellar or dungeon or something, dripping with grime and blood the ages a dungeon in space dungeon in space hell yeah space dungeon <laughs> totally totally um it's interesting that you were talking about like like opening yourself to like the shit that scared you before because oh, that's, totally. that's totally what i like especially after my brother died too i was talking with jonathan about this like um i had like a lot of anxiety about like my brother's like remains and stuff mm. um it's a long story. I, I won't get into it like on the podcast, but like, f- like the trauma of like my brother dying as suddenly and tragically as he did. Like I, I like I was already listening to death metal at that point, but I was listening to like Gothenburg, like melodic. Totally, like, yeah. And I, then like I had the same sort of easy step in. I listened to a lot of In Flames and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And well, yeah, I won't go into that too much because we I talked about it on the first episode, but like jumping into that like morbidity like because like we and i think i also mentioned this like like when i was like 13 i would just like lime wire like various genres of metal and just Mm. download everything and like i was getting heavier and heavier and heavier and eventually i just i did like death metal and i was like okay cannibal corpse that's like the one we all know and then i was like this is too much yeah and then i went back and i stayed back for like years and then yeah when my brother died like the i got into it because of you know like how death was portrayed and like how morbidity was portrayed in in, in metal and it was like i went back to the shit that that freaked me out before you know and that's like at, like as a big horror fan too like that's usually how it is for horror fans too absolutely like, like some of the biggest horror fans i like i don't know if, if if anybody listening like listens to like the shockwave podcast like this is like one of the questions that's like the probably like the biggest horror podcast mm-hmm like one of the questions they always ask is like, "What was the horror movie that like fucked you up as a kid?" Ooh, that's you a know? great question. Because it's like the Forbidden Fruit. You yeah, know? it's like I remember going into the horror section as a little kid and being like, "Like, dude, I'm not supposed to even be looking at this shit." You know? Like, oh my this... god, I remember. It's I don't know why of all things, but I remember it was in like a Planet Video type store. And you know how they used to have the TVs around at the top where they showed previews? Yeah, yeah. It was or like screener tapes, yeah. Fucking John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars of all <laughs> movies. And I remember oh, yeah, I didn't watch a lot of scary movies. And I was like, Jesus, this is too intense for me, man. How, are the, how is this a preview? Yeah, you know, you absolutely learn to respect it, I think, in a way. Well, I, right. I totally had that experience, too, with, uh, with movies, but also with, uh, with metal. Because I think when I was... When I was uh, a kid, you know, I was always into more, like, morbid stuff, but mm-hmm. I kind of felt like like I shouldn't really be exploring that more just to, like, because when, when I was really young, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be kind of, like, a normal kid and stuff and, like, have friends and stuff, and um, I thought that that would be kind of, like, looked down upon, and then once I, once I got into high school... And uh, I kind of realized that I wasn't like some of the other kids, and I was just like, okay, fuck it, like I'm just gonna, hmm. I'm just gonna go all in with this stuff. And it was a little, I was a little tentative at first about some of it. I'm like, you know, should I, 
is this is this bad that I'm getting into this stuff and but I also wanted it to be more and more um morbid and scary and like like when I got into Cannibal Corpse I was like I think I talked about this in my music history a little bit but I was like all stoked about like songs like fucked with a knife <laughs> and like I come blood I'm like oh this is great like um like this is all like super violent and like see it's interesting because like and I didn't know you as when you were a kid Devin but like like I was like a really sensitive kid you know like I was like besides horror like I was pretty like sheltered like I and like often by my like I'm just I was sheltering myself mm. you know from stuff you know like um but I feel like a lot of those people because of that like forbidden fruit like horror section of the video store like shit that's like too dark for for them to witness like it turns into like an obsession right were you like that um i think i was a sensitive kid but i was just always into dark shit i i was looking through um see i kind of was too even despite that yeah yeah i mean i think the two somehow go hand in hand i'm not sure exactly the psychology behind it perhaps it is more of just an awareness of death i mean i was big into dinosaurs as a kid so I don't really remember a time where I don't have a concept of extinction in my vocabulary, which I think, you know, that like gives you a different perspective on life and its many permutations that my favorite species of creature has been dead for 65 million years and we haven't even been around that long, you know? So I was always sort of interested, I think, in in dead things and sort of scope and scale of time. and I would just draw, you know, heads on spikes and make violent <laughs> stories when I was a kid. So. Did I tell you about my Freddy Krueger drawing in seventh grade? No, please do. Uh, for my art class. So, like, I saw in, like, I'm dating myself by how young I actually am. But, like, um, it, when I was in, like, sixth or seventh grade, Freddy vs. Jason came out. Oh, hell yeah. I remember that. And so, like, that, and, like, this, uh, this is probably a better story if we were, like, a horror movie podcast. But, like... Um, that, so, like, I saw that movie under the best possible circumstances anyone could ask for. I was at sleepaway camp in mm. the middle of, like, Bumblefuck Woods, Wisconsin. Oh, that is perfect. And the camp counselors snuck in a bunch of, like, R-rated horror movies to scare the shit out of the kids. And they were like, don't tell your parents when you get back home. <laughs> and, like, dude, like, first of all, scared shitless. But second of all, like, that movie, like, I'll defend that movie, like, like you know many years later i'm a huge fan of both franchises but like they really captured the mythos and like the feel i think you asked me about that movie yeah yeah, i have i think yeah i dude i think they did a great job because after that i was like dude like clearly both of these characters have like an insane amount of history behind them and then i went back and i i like watched all the freddie and jason movies you know like Mm -hmm. um i forgot what we were talking about no. Why, why, are we, why are we talking about Freddy and Jason? Oh, well, I, w- I would just add that I think it's interesting. I, are, are there metal fans who aren't into horror? Like, I'm sure some must exist, but it seems like yeah. such a shared inclination between it, the two. Well, I think yeah. there's people who are, like... People who are into horror okay. who aren't into metal, but... Yeah, totally. Because, like, some... Like, a lot of the... He- like, I had some friends that were that lived in my hometown that were like as big into horror that as i was and they knew a lot more than me like they could they knew all the like giallo italian directors mm-hmm. like they were like super like uber horror fans and they were like fucking straight psychobilly people huh. 
you know but like i, I still hung out with them all the time because yeah, yeah like we would just watch horror movies and get fucked up and shit you know mm-hmm. and like uh interestingly like her dad was a cop and like totally was like give me alcohol even though it's underage <laughs> yeah he was cool man he was he's yeah interesting but like he he was totally a cop but like in the 80s so like illinois used to have a huge nazi problem in the 80s um have you seen blues brothers like they they totally yeah. referenced the illinois nazi problem i never that connected is, that to like an actual no, real thing illinois nazis like like that was a reaction to a neo-nazi rally in skokie illinois no shit and in skokie illinois i think is the the city in the u.s with the highest concentration of holocaust survivors Whoa. and that's why they chose that city to like march in and it was it, this was before i was even alive but it was like a pretty controversial thing at the time but um no kidding yeah dude so like this this girl's dead i was friends with this girl and her younger sister who was my age she was like two years older than me but like we would all hang out like sometimes i'd go over there to hang out with hannah and sometimes i go over there to hang out with nora you know mm-hmm. like, but like and and usually we'd all hang out together but we had like i feel like different kinds of friendships between the two of us but um yeah man her dad used to like bust up nazis like as he was like an he was like an anti-racist like punk in the 80s Whoa. i don't know i don't know how you go from that to like police officer but... to being a cop right yeah now. but yeah i mean yeah he yeah I, I don't always or even often have good interactions with the police ever but uh, i think this is the first positive thing i've ever heard you say about any cop yeah for sure no, but he, yeah, I don't know. He was he was cool. He was like a he was also like a huge horror buff and stuff, and um, totally knew that I was like, yeah, like he would like serve me hard liquor and shit, you know, <laughs> like like totally let me like get drunk at his house with his daughters, <laughs> like which is a pretty weird thing for a cop to do. Like, That's very here, weird. why don't you get drunk with my two daughters? Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. He was he was alright though. I um, guess he probably felt like better me giving it out in, in a safe environment just unleashing yeah, them yeah probably but... i mean he, he probably figured i was gonna you know get fucked up anyway um well all right it's we're oh shit we're like 22 minutes in would you oh, want to wow. get started why don't you go first and we'll go clockwise. yeah all right so dude i love that that towel under the computer idea so that used to make a horrible noise oh no Uh-oh. okay so click the uh the wi-fi thing on the top there oh no and then go to two yep right there we go. All right. So you, so Lauren, I picked just death metal, but you picked some other stuff, right? Yes. Okay. I actually have some stuff that is not. In all my music I have today does follow a theme, except for the last one. If we have time for it, just kind of for fun. Yeah, but... that's what you mentioned. I'm curious. Uh... This sounds like it was made in, like, 87. If these guys use the same recording equipment they do in their other band, which I suspect they do, this is just an 8-track. Yeah, I could tell it was some uh, real low-tech. So I know about this band because of their other band. One of the guys in it is also in Perverted Ceremony, which I think I've talked about. Oh, yeah. Very similar sorts of bands, I think. I feel, I feel like I can see that band's logo in my head. I'm gonna look it up. 
Here, I'll just look it up. Yeah, okay. I've never listened to them, but I've seen that. I recognize that logo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had heard about this band a while before getting this tape. I just found this tape at Extreme Noise Records, actually. I thought it was oh, cool. all sold out on New Fear War Now, so I was like, not going to be able to get it, but there it was, and I'm, I'm damn glad I did. I don't know if we've ever mentioned Extreme Noise Records in the podcast, but um, that's, that's like a must-stop like point of interest if you're ever in Minneapolis. It's, the longest running record store collective and it, they specialize in exclusively like punk and metal like yeah just punk and metal records and, and they have a huge selection they have they, a lot of used and um, tons of used it's kind of like the hub of all minneapolis they have merch and punk. show bills yeah all our volunteer run everything's volunteer run you can get like studs, patches, hair dye for like your mohawk oh, yeah, you can. and shit. But like, enamel pins. Enamel pin. Like basically anything that would interest a punk kid or a metal kid is all in one place, and it's a pretty great, great place. I, I've totally spent like many thousands and thousands we, of dollars. We don't. There. Well, we don't go there as often as we would want to because every time we go, we drop. And yeah, our record collection is at like critical mass. We can't fit yeah. anything on those shelves anymore. I don't know what we're gonna do. That's pretty much what. You see, we filled up all those, all the tape, tape that, racks too. Yeah, I'm at critical mass with mass with that too. So it's a good problem to have. We have yeah. another tape rack. But yeah, we have another one. I don't know where I'm gonna, where I'm gonna put it. There. So what? What kind of music is this? Is I, this is Black Doom, is what I would call this. Okay. Okay, I'm seeing more of the black metal right now. But right, this gets into sort of the theme for the day: is what genre is this? Um, all the stuff I have is pretty hybrid, I think. Where it's are these guys from? Belgium. Okay. Oh, we should probably mention that, like, the theme for this episode is, like, I don't know, man. What would you call... Uh, there's not a name for this, but it's, like, the new wave of old-school death metal. I like, would just say the new wave of old-school extreme metal and okay. broaden it. Extreme yeah. metal. I mean... because there's... I have something that isn't exactly extreme metal on my on my picks, but it's, uh... It's new metal. It's not new metal. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Put some pop in there, Charmy. It's a, it's a new, um, it's a new metal, new, whatever. Newer you get metal. It, it Newer clearly metal. has a stamp of, like, today on it, but it would sound at home in the early 90s nonetheless. Right. It's a bit of a long one. We got a ways to go still. And you picked five, right? The last one's kind of just gravy. If we get to it, it's not as nearly a new a band. I think people probably know about it, but it's just a fucking chunky song. I'm thinking about, like, we'll, we'll see how long this goes, but um, uh, I might break it up into two episodes, too. This okay. Week.
Just be the reason why, I, like, usually we just do three when we have a guest. Oh, okay. But, like, the reason why I thought maybe we'll do five is just because, like, I'm assuming almost all of these bands are active, and I want to try to give as many, like, new bands a bump totally. as possible, you know? Dude, the, to me, this sounds like blackened pagan altar. Ha! Yeah, it totally. And especially with the the imagery. Oh, so do you want to mention who this is? Yeah. Um, this is Monin of Zezbeth. Uh, the album is Ancient Spells of Darkness. Some really fucking nasty, doomy black metal. It's out through Nuclear War now. This is their only full length. Uh, and their first release, I think, was a demo in 2017. And they formed very recently. Very recently, yeah. yeah. I think Perverted Ceremony predates it, but I'm not sure. I think Jameson likes that band. Yeah, he, he got me into Perverted Ceremony. That sounds so. like a Jameson. Yeah, he likes that kind of like war metal, blackened death. Kind of oh stuff. yeah, hell yeah, me too. So yeah, that is the Eldritch Grime. That is Monin of Zezbeth. Um, I really dig it, man. Uh, as I mentioned before, Beharit was really big for me, so this is just still a natural consequence of that, I think. Yeah. Laura, do you like Beharit? Um, I never got that into Beharit. Um, Ooh. So yeah, I grabbed this from Headsplit Records. They, I think they just have like a demo out, but like the full length is coming out this year. Oh, dope. It sounds like Mortis Gold. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like old Mortis Gold. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they've done uh, three demos. Like, they're all like just like two or three songs, pretty much. 
But this is one of those like Portland stuff metal bands. Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of this shit popping up on the West Coast and stuff. There it sure is, man. And as we can hear, it's all pretty fucking good. <laughs> Does he have on a white and black leather jacket? Yeah. A half and half. Oh. Yeah, he, he painted one side, I was like... You're like, yeah, these guys totally look like a death metal band from the 90s. For yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. That's like, that, that's like that a run... mustache. That's like a running theme of all the stuff I'm thinking today. Mm -hmm. They all look like they're like metal bees from the 90s. You gotta have the look. So yeah, if you missed it, this band is called Disembowel. They're from uh, Portland, Oregon. They've only been around for like three years, and they've just done a couple demos. But uh, yeah, I saw on their Facebook that they, they're like working on the full length. But yeah, this is a band where like if you look at show flyers from like death metal shows in Portland, like you'll often see this band on there. I don't know if it's sold out, but yeah, I bought this from Headsplit Records on tape, so it's just like a blind buy at the time. Like... Headsplit is often a great place to do blind buys from, I feel like, because you pretty much know what you're going to get. Right, you can look at this band's logo and like the artwork and be like, yeah, oh, this Hell is yeah. totally something I'm going to... Yeah, this logo like. looks like it could be like... It's like it's like not yeah. the best logo, but it's like spiky and derpy enough yeah. that you know you'll like it. You yeah. Know? Lowercase D, but a capital B. <laughs> An L. Yeah. That looks like a lot of capital letters. Seems like they're all capitals but the D. Yeah, I can't. Uh, a lot of the things I'm gonna pick have like really bad production, but like really great riffs. And like all of them, like I'm just excited to hear what these bands sound like when they like do the full length of their mm. shit, you know. Yep, that's Great. it. Um, so we forgot to do the segments. We're, do you want to just do them all at the end? Or we yeah? can just do the segments at the end, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it after we each do... Well, I don't know, man. What? How much time are we at right now? We'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear. Because if I break Sorry. this up into two, I don't want them all at the end of just one episode. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do whatever. Oh, whatever. Okay, go ahead, Laura. Okay. So this is my first pick. And this one was the one that was, um... Just use my tab. Okay. This is the one that was on, uh... Already got a shout-out on Banger TV. Um, so a lot of people know this band now. But, um... 
But so I was just I was just really into them when I heard it. It's very much my style of Do you know this band? I, I do. You do. Yeah. I I haven't listened to them yet though, so this is good. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea what this is. The album art is fucking fantastic. Dude, both both album arts that I'm looking at right now are pretty great. Alright, where is the track that I want? I'll just go to the full album. Here it is. It's got that uh that Swedish sound to Hell it. Hell yeah, it does. Yeah, I already love this. Um, this band is called I'm not gonna say it right. It's Utratum. Utratum something. It's it's from Quebec in uh, Canada, so it's like French, a French word, a set of words with French lyrics. Um, Fucking Canadians, man. They have a damn fine metal legacy. Yeah. Um, and this band is uh, very reminiscent of old school Swedish death metal, but also has some other elements of like a little bit of like pestilency, like old pestilency type sound. And yeah. It's totally kind of like a Martin Van Drunen thing going too. Mm-hmm. And this little part right here. This is awesome. This sounds finished. This part. Yeah. Like they're from uh, Quebec, huh? Quebec. Yeah. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Be cool to do a Canadian death metal episode because there's some. Oh my great, god! Yeah. Great. Oh, I I've played a couple of them already. But... Don't invite me. I would just hijack it and make it the blasphemy episode. Are they from Canada? Yeah, dude. That's not. Yeah. This I didn't see that coming. No. Okay, all the lyrics are in French too, huh? Yes. That's pretty cool. They're disgusting French lyrics. According to this YouTube comment. So, yes. And so the, this band's been around since 2010, so like right around when like Death Metal was coming back. back. Totally. This, but this album just dropped in 2018. So. I think Yeah, I think 2009 was like the year that Death Metal returned. I, know. I think it's right around the time when Darkness Set forms um, and... Dead Congregation releases their first album. I think of as like big, sort of um, mile markers. For oh yeah, history. Dead well, Congregation. Around two thousand nine, like we were seeing all of the old bands start reuniting, and they were all putting out shit records. <laughs> they put out some shit records, but then a couple years later, some of them put out some good stuff. But see now. Now in 2018, like 2017, 2018, 2019, like all the old bands 
that are reuniting are putting out great records. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. It seems like... Or at least solid effort albums. It, it, like, the feel I got from, is like... The old bands are like, oh, death metal's big. We should reunite and make albums that sound like new death metal. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's not what anyone wanted. And then they, they realized people want like old, old school death metal. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember first hearing the term old school death metal being thrown around around, like, 2009. Yeah, it sounds about right. You know, like, I think people yeah. were, like, like, to me, death metal had always referred to, like, brutal slam kind of shit, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. Because for a talk- while, that's what was being made during the like Nile and Necrophagus yeah. not that those are slam bands or anything but like Dent, you know, I, I'm an unabashed Nile fan too yeah you, I, I, I'm i into Nile I've never sure. really listened to him but I, I from what I've heard it sounded fine whose turn is it you, uh, I think it's, it's me it's Devin's yeah. turn funny enough I have another band that was formed in 2010 but just now released their first album are they yeah, this is not. Oh. This is an ad, and goodbye. <laughs> I wanted to know, man. I wanted to know. French fries and beer, help. This album cover is—it's uh, cool, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. exactly what got me into it. This is like, all right, this looks like a uh, medieval art. I think I'd have to check it out too, just based on that. I have the tape, so you can borrow it if you want. This sounds just like, uh, like Sabat. Sabat, yeah, I think? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the vocals are a, a little bit different. I hear more uh, Mortuary Drake. I never liked that band. You never liked Mortuary Drake? It's like, one, it's like one of those many bands where I feel like I, I've always felt like I should like them, but I couldn't, couldn't get into them. That's fair. No, but I already like this. So. Good, I, good. Yeah, this is cool. This is almost like a punk thing. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. yeah, dude, you don't hear the Sabat in this? I do, I do, this but... Is, this is very Sabat. Oh, this is so Sabat. This is kind of like epic melodic section of the too. Yeah, I love this. Getting your uh quota in today. Hell yeah. That's one of my favorite things about metal is the Ooh! Oh my god, yeah. Every single band I've been in where I was like writing, uh-huh. I've done that in. Oh hell you gotta. Oh yeah. Every it, single band. 
It's a necessity. My old black metal band, Deathbed, um, Maggot, and Coagulate all do the, the death metal, or metal. Ooh, Ooh that's cool. Mm -hmm. That was Vision of the Merkaba by Spite off their uh, new album. I guess not that new anymore, but first album came out last year, Anti-Mosiac. Uh, interesting band history. It's a one-man black metal project from Brooklyn. Guy calls himself Salpspawn in this project. Um, he's been associated with, like, every fucking label. Um, Electric Assault Records, Iron Bonehead, Stiggy and Black Hand, which he remains um, in partnership with. And currently he was signed to Invictus, which was who released the LP of this. Um, it's funny you guys say Sabbath. Uh, I've heard many comparisons. I've heard Master's Hammer. Uh, I've heard Grand Belial's Key, minus the racism is how this band is described. Um, I hear more Mortuary Drape. It's really cool. Um, I think there's just a lot of heavy metal in it. It's black metal that doesn't shy away from sort of embracing the chunkier, old, rust, rusty parts to the music. Um, what I really like about the lyrics, too, is how biblical they are. I think the whole album feels like um, a glossed text. Uh, you know how in medieval um, manuscripts there is all this margin space where people could write along in? And I feel like what we're getting is a blasphemous gloss of the Bible, where it goes through sort of stories in the Bible that has this heretical take on it. So there's one song, for instance, where Jesus is just portrayed as like a charlatan who just found some necromantic scrolls in the desert and is pretending to be the god or the son of god stuff like that oh cool yeah 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 yeah. it's also interesting because there's some hebrew lyrics and it deals with like old testament stuff too so i wonder like i have no answer to this but it's just interesting what um Salpspun's relationship to the contemporary jewish community around him is i wonder if he grew up in that if that's something he knows because he clearly you know has done like research and put the legwork in, and I think that sort of elevates it too. It, it does for sure because it's not just like I hate God, which I I, I love. <clears throat> you love hate hating God. I but... love hating God. I mean, I'm a big DSI. Yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. But like, I, do you like the band I Hate God? I. I don't think I've ever really listened to. It. I am not like super into the I band I hate. I don't. God, I don't really but... like Sludge in general. No, I mean, it's kind of boring. I like when I was smoking tons of weed all the time. I liked it more. Sludge so like, so is more of an entry, like high school, early college thing for me. Yeah, I like Doom. I like I, I like I don't really like Stoner Doom. I like Trad Doom. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like I like, I like really Death, epic I like Death Doom. Doom a lot. Death Doom, but that's that's different. That's more. But like I'm I'm into I'm pretty into like epic Doom, um, or like traditional Doom. And one of my picks may or may not be of that variety now but. electric wizard is obviously like one of the most famous stoner doom bands but have you guys heard their first album it's much more traditional less stonery what's it called oh, dude i can see the album cover let's let's uh i i don't think i have let's do some metallum foo as i get a ton of the stoner doom bands confused 
there's so many of them. <laughs> yeah, the, no, the first Electric Wizard record is like, I mean, it's just you know technically, I I, I say it's probably uh, still Stoner Doom, but it's it's like way heavier than their other stuff. It's, it's like it's more the most polished. Sabbath stuff, right? Um, it's just called Electric Wizard. This um. Okay. I've seen that. Like, I've seen that cover. I've never listened to it. Um. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's that album is I think better than the rest of their catalog. Oh man, another thing I've been meaning to listen to but haven't yet. I'm friends with all these guys. I know. I've I've heard about this band like all of last year. All I've talked really? to some of the band members like on comments and Facebook, but I've never listened to their oh, fucking really? music. Oh uh, wait, what's that? What band members? Uh, it was one of the guys who was telling me where to get like white high top. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. yeah. They're in, like, the tape collecting groups. Yeah, and I yeah, see all three of those guys are Paul Bearer show up all the time. Yeah, Dom. Yeah. So this is off their... This is Mulder off their split of Coffin Rat. But yeah, dude, uh, on, on their fucking... On this LP, like, like they're, like, best friends with Aiden. Mm-hmm. And he's, like... You know how, like, the older Death Metal bands had, like, collages of their friends and the album art? Totally. So, like Aiden's in there like eight times. Oh, good. Yeah. And actually, I met the guitarist of this band when he was like 15 or 16 at, a, at an autopsy show. Yeah, these and people like, are super young. Yeah, they're really young. They're like they're like 21. I think. That's awesome. And like uh, he showed, he sent me a picture of me and him at at the autopsy show. I have no I was probably really fucked There up. needs to be a term for that where you see a picture of yourself and you were just so fucked up that you have no memory of it. Yeah. I have a lot of those experiences. Speaking of autopsy. Wow. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Total fucking Chris Reifert portion. Yeah, I invited all of these guys on in my promotions. I know, I know they're both. So, like, again, I feel like we said this every episode, but at the point of this recording, we haven't released anything yet. We're just banking episodes. So, uh, but they were all pretty stoked on the podcast. Dude, they should come up and play a show and then do I them. I book them. Yeah, I'd be happy to book them like a, a show. Or something. Yeah, Aiden was saying that like, like people go fucking like ham wild for this band in Chicago. Like yeah. they played a like packed fucking house, like everything. Yeah, we need more of this type of death metal. Yeah, we here. do. It's fun. It's and I don't mean to talk shit because I know these guys will probably listen, but like these guys like hate any like progressive death metal. Uh-huh. Like they just want the fucking grimy old school shit. Like like uh like Dom the bass player, he like fucking hates Pestilence Spheres. Like he thinks it's like the shittiest album. <laughs> Which is like one of my favorite albums ever, you know? Yeah, and the poster of it's right behind me here. Oh, cool. 
Doing a real autopsy style then, huh? Oh yeah, totally, dude. I messaged him this morning and I was like, because I was going to tell him I was going to play him on the show today. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I told because I was listen, I was trying to find a good track to pick for today this morning, and I was like, I was like, hey man, uh, are you sure you're not actually Chris Reifert? Like, <laughs> it's just like a dead clone for his vocal style. On Chris Reifert, I think Jonathan said something that was just too perfect, and I have to pass it along. So that Chris Reifert is just the Finriz of death metal, and I was like, oh my god, you're right. Like, the lovable drummer yeah. who's, like, stuck with the scene and continues to sort of be an ambassador for it and, like, work with bands. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> uh, so, seeing Autopsy, they they played with, um, dude, I wish I remembered the full lineup. They they played with Cyanide. Oh, that's dope. Oh, yeah. It is cool. And Cyanide, they're from Chicago, but they rarely ever play. Like, they'll play, like, just a couple shows a year. But who would turn um, down playing with Autopsy? Right, yeah. And, yeah, it was, it was one of the best lineups I'd, I had ever seen at that point and like uh it's probably one of the best shows i've ever been to but dude i remember like and and one of the craziest moshes ever um this guy i should probably save this for one of the tales from the pit segments but like dude like this okay so chris reifert at one point was like all right and it was like their first time in chicago since the 90s and they were like all right i want to see blood piss shit and come on the floor by the time we're done. <laughs> and I can't say about the other bodily fluids. There's definitely blood though. Like it was a crazy pit. Like one guy like walk like left the pit just like with no shirt on, just drenched in blood. Like covered his whole face and chest were just blood. I had a similar experience at a Cannibal Corpse show. There are these like dude bros in the pit who were just the fucking worst. It was really satisfying because one of them got his head busted open and he was like, as he was leaving, he just bled all over the bar and then left. Like, just inconvenience <laughs> the most people possible. Yeah, dude, that's, I mean, like, because Cannibal is playing that Decibel tour. Right, that's what like, I'm worried about with Cannibal coming. And I've never, I've never seen Cannibal Corpse, but I'm just, like, worried about dude bros coming. Because there's probably, there's so many, like, shitty fucking like not actually metal dudes that that would end up at a cannibal corpse show right everybody knows cannibal corpse so casket grill <laughs> sign me up uh, this is kind of familiar but i'm not sure um where is Cool, they got it laid out for you. Yeah, I was like this. All right. All right. So this is um, this band is called Casket Grinder. Um, I just found them on like a random. Uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube metal binge, um, and they are from Colombia, um, the country. Interestingly, they also, this, uh, this EP is from 2016, but they also formed in 2010. Oh, my God. 
and you love that Colombian death metal too. I do, yeah. I like the South American death metal a lot. Um, I wonder if the Invidiosis guys know them. They play Colombia pretty frequently. Do they? Dude, those guys like tour everywhere. Are you friends with Invidiosis on Facebook? No. Dude, like they're constantly touring in Asia and like South America. Damn, good they're playing Obscene Extreme. Where's that? It's uh, I think Czech Republic. It's like, do you know Obscene Extreme? Yeah, yeah, it's ringing it's a like bell even, now. It's like bigger than Maryland Death Festival. It's, like it's probably like the biggest Death Metal Festival. Bigger than Bakken? Uh, well, that's that's not usually like exclusively extreme. Like, oh, like, sure. Extreme okay. Is, like, exclusively extreme. It's probably the big. Well, okay. I think Maryland Death Fest is probably the biggest Death Metal Festival. Obscene Extreme is probably the biggest extreme. Got but it. It, like in the Czech Republic, like Slam and Porno Grind are really big too. So like, there'll be a bunch of like big death metal and grind programs, and then like a lot of the openers are like Porno Grind or like Slam or like Porno Grind kind of things. Whoa, this just took a turn. Yeah. I like this a lot. kind of like delay at the end of that start stop mm -hmm. it went on for a second longer with the middle with the delay that was cool yeah this uh i don't know exactly what it is but this band reminds me a little bit of repugnant i can see that um but like and i kind of like that that style of like newer death metal too mm -hmm. a lot. I like the vocals of that too. Yeah, those are cool. was good okay yeah so that was um that was casket grinder off their uh, 2016 ep trip to oblivion um let's see if i have any other mentions um yeah i don't i don't necessarily recognize any of the any of the bands, any of the other bands that any of the members have been in. Um, Alright, yeah. But yeah. That's, that's cool. I think it's you, Devin. Yeah, I think so. Let me go back to the playlist here. Uh, I think you're on a different tab. You're on the tab just next to it. Am I? No, you, yeah, you, uh... Oh, did I fuck it up? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's alright. I fucked it up. 
Dude, I don't like this at all. I no no no, I'm out of here. This is this is. All right, well, if you want to have two picks, Arby's is too depressive <laughs> for me. Here, yep. Um, it's the guy from Spite on drums and vocals with a guitarist from St. Louis, Missouri um, called the Satyranical Lord of Assault. I don't know what Salt Spawn's name for this one is, but it's something equally rad. Um, they have an upcoming album coming out. Uh, they're recording it now, I think, so that's why I really wanted to hype this up. I just got this uh, little two-song demo, and I'm fucking in love with it. It's just really addicting, short, sweet, to the point. Great atmosphere, fucking gnarly riffs, man. What do you want? Is this your third pick? Yes. Okay. How are we I think we. I think we could probably do five. Yeah. We're only an hour in, so. See, like for me, like as someone who consumes a lot of podcasts, like. Yeah, super short. Super that short. That was pretty short. Yeah. Like I, I like, I like podcasts around like the two hour mark. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like that's especially if I like the podcast. You know, like three, four hour podcasts are too much for me. Oh my god, yeah. Dude, yeah. Our one of our previous episodes ended up at like two and a half hours. Like I felt bad just because mm -hmm. we we did like all of the phlebotomized albums except for the newest one. Mm -hmm. And like we even skipped the demos. Like we skipped anything where all the tracks repeated later on later releases. And yeah, it just went on forever. Uh, it, yeah, it kept, it it really kept long, going. But. So. but um, okay, so let's see. I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm gonna pick a heavy hitter here. I'd expect nothing less. You're not that I've been playing you're around. Up the playlist again. Am I? God damn it. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything about it the first time, but then I... You should have called me out, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we all probably know this band, but I want everyone to know this band. How about that? <laughs> 40,000 human skeletons, one church. That sounds like one of those videos. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> that that <laughs> sounds like... Uh... One man, one hammer, one cup, or whatever those yeah. looking things are. Don't play. Nope. Okay. Let's see. Mm, come on. There we go. Do you know this band? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Okay, I showed them to you, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Dude, I fucking love this band. They'd been on my, like, 
Bandcamp wishlist for a while, but you had the tape of it, so it was nice yeah. listening on that format. The tape sounds great. I yeah, just, it does. I just want them to do more stuff. Dude, so... Okay, I'm just gonna give it away. This is Ossuary, and there's like 40 fucking death metal bands called Ossuary. This is the one from Madison, Wisconsin. And Except like, no substitutes. There is like no way to find out anything about this band. They have no social media presence. They did this one demo in 2015. Like, if you try to look up shows they played, you can literally pretty much only find the one show they played here in Minneapolis, like, two years ago, in 2016. Like, I don't know if they're still around. Nobody fucking knows. This fucking riff, though. love the way the vocals are mixed in. Dude, I feel like yeah, this band too. is, like, the best successor to, like, Mythic and Derkada. Like, not just because it's, like, female-fronted and a female guitar player, but, like, sonically, or, like, musically, too. Like, it, it like, it sounds better than even, like, like, the riffs are more memorable than Derkada and Mythic. Like, I would have to that, agree. Not that I'm shaming those bands or no, anything, because no. I love both of those bands, but, like, this is just, like... Rift God will appear. Fuck yeah, this man. This riff is just like some of the best that, that I've heard. And they're so dumb fuck simple. It's like, why didn't anyone think of these riffs? Because they're amazing. They're not complicated, but they're just so memorable and amazing. Feel my fucking soul being like compressed in a fucking car pressure right now. It's so good. Oh yeah. And the the vocals. This like, riff. This riff. Though. Sorry, Laura. What did you say? No, like like you were saying, the way the vocals are mixed in like really adds to it a lot. Like how they're just like kind it's of. It's uh, so ephemeral. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it if it weren't this kind of like female vocal like I think it would I think it would actually suffer if this were like like gutturals, you know? Like the fact that it's like these higher pitched like reverb drenched vocals like makes the band a lot more unique. Yeah, absolutely. And, like cause the riffs are already so fucking heavy to add to the sound, like adding in this wispy, smoky sort of ghost vocals. Dude. So yeah, totally I works. saw them in Minneapolis in twenty sixteen. And, like, that was probably one of the best shows I've ever seen. And, like, no one knew who this band was at all. No, well, actually, this band did get a shout-out on Death Metal Dads, which was really surprising. But, I'm glad. Like, really, no one talks about this band. And, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you guys dig this, um, to the listeners, I mean, like, check out this whole demo. Like, it's a four-track demo. Every, like, this is my favorite song, but every song is equally good. It's the... The demo's called Cremation Ritual. Yeah, this this demo's gotten a lot of plays here at our house. Uh, 
so good. So yeah, ossuary cremation ritual. Ossuary medicine, Wisconsin. The medicine. So if you metal an ossuary, there's like, all, all, like seriously, like more than twenty fucking bands. But this is the Madison, Wisconsin death metal band. Yep. Okay. okay. I think I'm just gonna go in with this pick that I've been putting off since like the beginning of time. Ooh. Um. I don't know if you guys are going to like this band, but but I really do. Let's find out. Let's find out. Oh, no. We we did a bunch of let's find outs in the phlebotomized episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember that. Um, I I do remember saying it at least like three yeah, times. Yeah, I, I know you're rock hard for this band. We have this record, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I am definitely rock hard for Okay, this is the track. Oh wait, was I gonna do this? Yeah, I guess I'm doing this track. Nope. Wrong track. This track. Okay. That's a cool harmony right there. Yeah. There's a lot of that to come. So this band is called uh, Procession. They're from Chile. Um, so very like Candlemass. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I also have a hard on for Candlemass. Um, I too have a hard on for Candlemass. Yeah. Interestingly, they have like a super like death metal y, black metal y logo too. 
Yeah. Well, they're, um, this album came out in 2013, which was a not brand new, but it was a great year for, like, newer metals. A lot of great albums came out in 2013. Yeah. There was the, Surgical uh, Seal! Surgical, yeah, Carcass came back, Gorgas came back. Whoa, that was 2013, 2013 wasn't it? Um, the last good Skeleton Age album came out in 2013. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yes. Um, I remember jamming that a ton when it came out. Yeah, I saw that tour. Um, what else? Plus of Holocaust had a release of Culture 10 that's pretty good. Um, Dark Throne did a new wave of British heavy metal album. In oh, yeah! What, which one was that? Uh, was that... It's the it's got the track... Leave No Cross Leave Unturned. Leave No Cross Unturned. I don't, I don't remember what the album's called, though. I don't know, like, later Dark Throne that well, to be honest. Uh, dude, this sounds nothing like they did before and nothing since. It's a straight new wave of British heavy metal, like, It's, it's a Fenris sounding album. Gotcha. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Realize. But yeah, dude, I, I'm not even like the. I think we sold you all of our Dark Throne albums, but we kept this one. This, it's like not anything. It's called uh, The Underground Resistance. Okay. I know that one. I mean, I know that album art and shit. Alright. It's got more reviews on the town than any of their other releases. No kidding. What's it Except at? for Translating Hunger. Um, 77. I so, I mean, it? that's probably a lot of people who are expecting that. Alright, I gotta take a full piss. I'll be right back. Okay, go for it. I can't believe I've never... I feel like you play this record in March, but do you just play when I'm, like, out somewhere? Like, a lot of the time, yeah. <laughs> like because, uh... I usually don't like Doom. Because I, I think, like, about how you don't like Doom as much, and I'm just like, when you go out, I'm like, oh yeah, it's Doom time, or Funeral Doom time, like... Yeah, this is cool. Um, but this is... I've talked about how, like... We've talked about a couple times how we're not big into Stoner Doom, and I'm really into um, traditional and epic Doom, though, and this is, like, the kind that I like. Where did we get this record from, do you remember? Um, I ordered it on, uh... Damn, I don't remember. Probably Dark Descent. I don't, I don't remember if it was Dark Descent, it might have been, but, um, I remember seeing, I don't know exactly what made me listen to it, but I just, it was a, almost a blind buy. I, like, turned on the YouTube video for this and listened to, like, a minute of it. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I have a feeling I'm going to really like this. And then I listened to the whole thing and like, I went through, when I was uh, working at 6am and like an hour before the store opened, um, 
they could listen to music. I would just keep coming back to this and like listening to this at 6 a.m. while I'm working. It's got that driving push to it. It's good yeah. 6 a.m. music. It'll keep you going. Yeah, but also not too like. It's not like gore grind. It's not gore grind yeah. at 6 a.m. This is a pretty cool riff right here. Yeah. This has incredible production. It's really well recorded and mixed. Definitely one of the most like professional recordings we've had on the show so far. Oh yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Like, yeah, that's probably true. Where is this band from? Uh, Chile. Where? Chile. Oh wow. So that's the, my second South American band. For the day. They uh, produced some great metal in that country. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We talked about that a little bit on the first episode. Yeah. Talked about South American definitely. the voice. Oh yeah. Yeah, vocals are fantastic. got like just the right touch of like poppiness to it like it mm -hmm. sounds like like this could be a pop song but it's like not you know it's like a I don't mean that as an insult or anything either like I think Chemist is the same way like it's pretty yeah. poppy doom metal but it's good I mean there, there's obviously way more like interesting instrumentation to make it you know something unique yeah I know this, this definitely has substance All right, yeah, let's see, let's, this, okay, how 
How many picks have we all done? We've all done four, right? Three. Um, that's three. Uh, okay. Well, let's try to burn through a couple more. All right. Okay. Here we go. Fourth pick for me. I don't know how well this is going to translate to YouTube. I've only heard this album on vinyl. And it has some pretty grainy production. But... This is another album I bought entirely based on album art. Yeah, fantastic album art for sure. Yeah. And I kind of love the logo too. Yeah! This is cool. Yeah, that, that logo is absolutely sick for sure. Oh, did we say what the last one was? Procession. Oh, for, yeah, I, I think I did. Uh, I think, yeah. And also, really, I like this band name as well. Yes, I'll go ahead and spill those beans. This is Siege Column. The song Belial Commando from their first album, Inferno Death Passion. Dude, this has almost like a cross sound. Interesting. Yeah, I know, I know you don't get into cross that much, but if you like this, you would like cross bond. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is. Oh, it's so sick. This is, yeah, it's basically crossed with Blasby's. I love how they bring back the first riff with Blast Beats. Yeah. It's sped up. Very slayery. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a ton of ton of chains in the next song. But yeah, it's a two piece from New Jersey. Um, guys are named Sean Slot Skull Crusher on guitars, vocals, and bass. You and, think that's his birth name? Or? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Skull Crusher were very concerned about their son's reception in school. 
and then Joe Aversario on guitars, vocals, and drums. So it's two guitarists, two vocalists. Um, very much a joint effort. Um, they've Joe has been a ton of other shit, um, perhaps most notably being Death Fortress. Uh, once I realized that, you can totally tell in some of the vocals. But uh, yeah, man, no frills, no gimmicks, just totally rabid death thrash. Sweet. Yeah, that was nice. really cool. Yeah. yeah. After this, I'll play you some some cross bands I think you might like. All right. Too. Ah, this is a great one. Oh, okay. You know this? Mm-hmm. Based on the title, I just figured it's something you'd like. Another band with, like, really shitty production that I can't wait to they... Oh, I want them to stay shitty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have this. I want to hear uh, the, Yeah, so this was another blind buy from Pennsylvania. When they're, we have a band whose logo looks like the Altars of Madness cover, you know, it's going to be fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, this is Encoffinized. Interdimensional Abominations of the Dark Abyss. Yeah, I remember the first time we put this on, I'm like, the production is so bad, but it sounds like this, they're doing some really good stuff. Like, See, I want it, I want them to, to do, like, a, a well-recorded full-length, because you can tell they're doing really interesting stuff on guitar. But, yeah, this is just a two-piece, too. Mm-hmm. I have seen their band photos, and I can confirm they look like they're from the 90s as well. Right, totally. I have not seen them. Oh, there they are. Yeah. So that's a picture. Oh, yeah. They got the white high the, tops. The, the guy's wearing flannel with the yeah. shirt. The cemetery photo. See, I personally love this, like, new wave of super shittily produced death metal bands. Like, fucking Cosmic Void Ritual are, like, the epitome of that, man. Yeah, I remember you talking about that, that band a lot. Yeah, year. Cosmic Void Ritual fucking slay. Kind of like this, but its own thing for sure. I have not listened to Cosmic Void Ritual. Uh, that's one of those bands that you sent to me that I just never listened to. And your best bet of showing me anything is playing it on this podcast. Playing it on right. here, yeah. It's, it's not. not it's the, not that it, I intentionally like just like choose not to listen to it. No, I know. I, that, yeah. I most think the time most I'm, people have that problem. Most yes. of the time, I'm at work and I can't text anyway. No, I mean. It, if we all listened to all the music people sent us, we'd have no time to eat or sleep or anything, so... You gotta pick your battles, man. They're from Portland too. Sure. I thought they were California somewhere, but maybe they're definitely West Coast. Definitely West Coast, yeah. Let's uh, let's find out. 
to use our favorite <laughs> I, Varg Vierkenesism. While he's doing that, I want to point out, you guys have had this video I you recommended. I have noticed that. This and is I'm the like, last damn run of liquor I'll ever make, full I'm, movies. And I'm wondering what the fuck <laughs> that is. It's like a 90-minute movie, too. Yeah, you're right. They're from Huntington Beach, California. I think they play, like, Portland and Seattle quite a bit. There. Yeah. All right. Go for it. My, oh, my turn. Okay. Yeah, I want to. I want to try to speed run this last one. Okay. Because we're we're at the hour and a half mark, about. All right. And we still have the segments too. Okay. Oops, this is not the track I want. God damn it. Look of death metal is like just as important as the aesthetic. 
I would say the aesthetic of all metal, man. Yeah, both yeah, in terms of how the band dresses, how they carry themselves on stage, to the contents of their liner notes, you know? Like, it's all a performance. And Ooh, I, this, yeah, in the band photo, it looks like it might be some hardcore dudes. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they definitely don't have that. They don't have the aesthetic. They don't carry themselves like they are pretending to be in the 90s. I want a, I want a band of teenagers that are pretending to be taking band photos. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't catch the memo on inspecting band photos before, <laughs> uh, before making my picks. No, yeah, I... We're just being assholes for the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like I said, this is... Like a, like kind of like a Boston type feel to Absolutely. it that I, I kind of like. Uh-huh. Okay, so so in your in your defense, the Boston is a band that all three of us like that had all the same. Right. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They definitely have the the draft. Well, I don't know. They have a Paulo Girardi cover. On oh, oh actually, you're right. actually, one of their covers. One of, one of their really covers is, is fantastic. Yeah. But some of them are. But they they don't really fit the kind of like retro. Right. No, Laura, I, I mean, we were, we were just. Dude, that I mean, one rules. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love that cover. Even still, yeah, even still doesn't really feel like an old school. Um, who's up? Is it me? All right. So those first four songs I picked all kind of had a theme of being sort of hard to pin down, old school, not necessarily death metal, but thrash and black and doom. We all know what this is. This is just for fun because it fucking rules. This so re- this record was at extreme noise forever. And oh, I, I th- this is new, it. actually. Okay, well, what are the records? So this is the new Pissgrave. You don't know who Pissgrave are? Fuck, man, Pissgrave are awesome. I remember finding them and just feeling like, yes, this is absolutely what I want in my death metal. I think the Extreme Noise, whatever record is of Extreme Noise compared to those, like, Insect Warfare. To Insect Warfare. Oh, I, I guess I could see that. They're more like... They're more death metal. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw a meme that I didn't understand. Maybe you can help me. It said, it was like... Um, dude, I, I wish I remembered, but it was like thumbs like what's the guy who's like pointing at you like yes this is good or like turning away where it's like no this oh is yeah bad. uh-huh um it was like hyperdontia the new hyperdontia it uh-huh. was like the bad one and the new piss grave was the good one or something like 
Like, I don't like, know about it. was like the same thing, but like what this this was the better version. I didn't understand. I don't. It. I don't understand that either. Yeah. No, I, I'm. I'm a fan of Hyperdon too. Yeah, so yeah. I don't, I we're don't all. Get it I. Either, I. I'm like, the only one who probably hasn't heard the new album, but I love their EP. It's great. But yeah, this is off their new album coming out in March. Look up what the album cover looks like if you want to know what you're in for. Oh, you played this on our road trip, right? Yeah, I played their first album, uh, Suicide Euphoria. This is like black grind, kind of like, yeah, it's interesting. They've released none of their lyrics. Uh-oh. Who knows if this is if these are even words. I kind of like to imagine that Piss Grave is they're just screaming. Well, interestingly enough, Insect Warfare didn't have lyrics for like the first couple albums. Really? Yeah. Which if you ever bring that up to Jameson, it like enrages him for some reason. Really? Like, he's totally like he's like, that's so fucking stupid, man. Like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> he's really up in arms about that fact. Like, I'm totally gonna I, bring I that up why. next time. Every, every time Insect Warfare comes out, that's like the first thing he says. Even though he likes the band. Yeah, I've talked to him about Insect Warfare, so. So you're you're talking shit on time signatures, but this isn't five four. I mean, th but this is not like progressive no, yeah, though. Not at all. No. I also like should be said I like stuff that's like progressive with a lowercase p that like yeah. is more willing to experiment and shit like that. But it's that's not, not like I, fucking like. I kind of feel the same way. Like it's got to still have that brutality. That's not it, like skull know? fucking you with how good they are at shredding. Exactly. Right, like, exactly. Blood Incantation to me are like apex of that. Progressive is shit, but like, and totally technically proficient is all fuck, but that's sort of not the point. I'm going to bring us out with, uh, oh yeah. Final heavy hitter, a band, a band that we all know. We all know and love this band. For multiple reasons. Thematically and musically. So I think a lot of people listening might even know this band, but um, I think it's worth worth the chance that anyone doesn't know. But this is um, Oxygen Destroyer. The uh, maybe not the first, but probably the first Godzilla themed death metal band. I don't and know about easily, any others. Definitely the best. Definitely the best. Yeah. Fucking A. <coughs> I think a lot of bands have done songs about kaiju. Mm -hmm. but, uh, this is entirely... I bet a lot of people have picked up based on a few episodes, but, but Laura and I are huge kaiju fans and Devin is as well. We love Godzilla movies and shit like that. So this is um, uh, our friend Jordan's band. He's the guitar player and the vocalist. Super fucking cool dude. Um, uh, so I, I've never met him in person yet or anything, but we talk on Facebook. Have, it, have any of us? Uh, maybe some, maybe some of the people in our secret group chat. We have okay. a secret group chat. There's like 20 dudes in there, all kaiju fans. And I'm in there fans. too. 
Dude, this is a gender neutral term. Uh, I, 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 I see it as a gender neutral term, but I don't know if all are that, Okay, too. fair point. No, I, I, I definitely like that. But, um, yeah, do you know how, how I found that group chat and found him in this band? Mm -hmm. He was buying a, a, a Maniac videotape, one of the lesser legal maybe uh, Toho recent Godzilla movie. Ah, uh, ah, uh, alright. I, I shouldn't Godzilla. I post it publicly all the time. But, um, and, like, I heard them mentioned on a podcast that wasn't about metal. They were talking about, like, their first Godzilla movie. It was, like, a comedy podcast about Godzilla movies. Really? And they were like, Oxygen Destroyer. I'll bet there's a metal band called Oxygen Destroyer. And they looked it up. And, and then I was like, and I was like, I was like, oh shit, like, I definitely should be listening to this band. And then, like, just like a week or two later, he messaged me, and I saw in his profile, this is like, banging right here, too. I saw in his profile that he was in that band, and I was like, oh dude, I'll just send you the tape if you send me some merch. Yeah. And that's why, yeah. Dope. We, yeah, we've been talking pretty regularly ever since. Hi, Jordan. Yeah, he'll probably be listening to this. What's up, man? Um... I can't, I can't, absolutely can't talk about it on the air, but I might uh, have an opportunity to play with these guys Ooh. in the spring. I'll tell you about it off the air. <coughs> yeah, every time we turn this on, it just reminds me of, like, how we were bumping this, um, cassette the entire time. Basically the whole summer. For G-Fest. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Jordan, you better come to G Fest this year, or else you're gonna be a fucking poser, dude. Never read the lyrics along with it. Yeah, they're, it's they're, cool. They're phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. This drummer is like fucking amazing. Oh my god, yeah. Like, like Jordan is like a riff, a riff lord of the wasteland, but like the drummer is also incredible too. Super tight. Oh yeah. This is like one of my favorite drum beats too. So unfuckable. So mashy, dude. I 
can't wait to get a chance to see these guys live. It's gonna fucking kill! Uh, even if I don't end up playing with them it, it, in the state that I'm gonna be playing with them, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the trip out there to see this. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be like a six well or eight hour drive. Can, can we say where to on there? No, or not? Okay. This is totally not confirmed. It, what, I, what I will say is it, like, the chance of Coagulate playing depends on if, like, a band drops off. It's like a, it's like a big festival. I see. But, like, I'm first in line to play the fest as soon as there's a cancellation. So, so it's totally not confirmed at all. All right, Laura, fucking yeah. take us out. We still got some segments to do. Can you check uh, what time we're at? Let's see. Uh, okay, so yeah. Yeah, let's take a second. Okay. We'll, we'll probably be just over two hours. I'll now. try and hurry up. Um, So, <clears throat> my pick is was going to originally just be a bonus track, but we decided to do a few extra tracks. So, um, Hold on, let me just... Have we not been recording? No, I mean, we've been recording audio, but, um, that's fine. I mean, fine. not the... Not Dude, this the... thing's been giving us a ton of problems. Alright, oh well, I'll have to dub them back in. Alright, well, um, go ahead. Okay, so... Man. Okay, fantastic name. Okay. Whoa. Holy shit. Dude. So Okay, Laura, you have redeemed wow. yourself in the album cover Holy category. Fuck. Yeah. So this is a speed metal band um with some members of the first band I played. What was Ultra, the first band? Ultratum. Ultratum. Ultratum or whatever. And it's a speed metal band in the vein of Baphomet's Blood um, with uh, about dinosaurs. Wow. Holy this is shit. Why we're dating or... And so... I feel bad for the reason Devin and I are completely loud is because the album cover, which yeah. is a bunch of like barbarian sword and sorcery women with swords riding raptors. Oh, that I, I was so stoked to find this. Fuck yeah! I just found this um, when I was going through my uh, going through my picks trying to select tracks. You chose wisely. And I found Way this when I was looking on Metallum um, at, at the band members of Alpha True, and I'm like, what's Ultra Raptor? That sounds kind of cool. That and sounds I got, so cool. I was yelling when I saw this album. Dude, cover. this is like the band name you come up with when you're like in like fifth grade. Yeah. You're like, Ultra Raptor's my band. But then at 25, it's just still it's actually still, cool. Yeah. yeah.
You know it's good when we just all kind of fall silent for a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is just, like, the type of stuff that I hope we add this to our summer speed metal oh, blasting yeah. down the highway selection. Yeah, we should definitely track this down. I'm completely sold. Yeah, perfect same. logo, perfect album art, I, perfect I concept, hope we can perfect find, music. I hope we can find a poster. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, totally. This is like power metal almost. Yeah, it is. I'll allow it in this case. I, I'm still of the opinion that you'd probably like power metal if you found the right kind of power metal. I'm still of the opinion that, that I don't. <laughs> Feel free to keep trying, but... There's, because there's, like, a lot of early power metal is basically just speed metal about wizards, you know? I mean, I have no complaints about speed metal about wizards, man. take us out laura god damn i'm glad i saved that one for last if anyone's listening to this and, and are like like that wasn't that great like go go look up the fucking album cover right now and you'll you'll immediately find the band like a thousand times better like, <laughs> oh like, yeah when i was just like looking at that album because that, listening to this that's not to like, say i didn't like it musically because it was great but like but knowing that's about like post-apocalyptic barbarian warrior babes writing velociraptors yeah yeah fuck yeah like if you're at work right now like go into the bathroom and like look at this album cover and if you're driving just pull over like it's worth it stop in the middle of the interstate <laughs> slam on the brakes it's worth causing an accident this, over. this is probably yeah this is probably the best album cover i've ever seen y you know life. actually it might be ideal to do it in the interstate traffic because then it'll be the last thing you see before you die and you can die yeah. happy yeah, yeah. absolutely so Okay, let's run through these segments. Um, heavy metal hot take. Take us, take us in, Devin. All right. Um, Norwegian black metal isn't all it's hacked up to be, uh, and and what I mean that isn't necessarily musically, but how we talk about the narrative and history of black metal. I think it's easy to make it seem sort of like it's this exceptional, out of the blue thing, but like it's totally fucking not. Um, all the guys were doing were aping things that had already existed. I mean, dude, calling himself Hellhammer on drums, you know, like. It, it's sort of a it's not that like exceptional or original a thing and I don't want to like take away from the importance of the bands either I don't want to say that the cold sound that develops you can hear it on Live and Leipzig you can hear it on the um, second Dark Throne album and all the Burzum stuff and of course on De Mysteries Thumbs Satanas. I think those albums really do represent a unique sound but conceptually black metal exists and is strong throughout the world and I personally have found myself enjoying more and more global black metal I love Surrender of Divinity from Thailand 
I love Abhorror from Singapore. Sarcophago, of course, are fucking phenomenal. Mortuary oh, yeah. Drape. Sarcophago also has a ton of, like, really... Well, Sarcophago... The first album is, like, kind of black thrash, and then the last album is, like, straight drum machine black metal. But they I have, actually haven't heard their last album. I think it's called, like, Hate or something like that. Because um, they take some weird turns. I remember they have they have a song called Fuck Off the Melodic Black Metal. <laughs> That's great. excellent. But uh, they have some great death metal albums in the middle there, which is interesting. But I, I don't know. I think a lot of the... Um, maybe not like appeal, but like the mystique of the Norwegian black metal scene was all the crimes. Yeah, no, yeah, I think I mean, that's exactly yeah, it. I, I think that's that's a big big part of it. Right, but like that's not as interesting to me as fucking Beharit. I'd take Beharit any day over the week over like tabloid drama. You know. I mean, my uh, <clears throat> my hot take last time was that like first wave is like only first wave is real. Like um. Basically, I not that I hate even second wave really, but like it's just not as good, you know. Yeah, I think first wave had the freedom to be whatever it wanted to be, and that's what makes it so fun. Like Morbid Tales is easily one of my favorite albums of all time, and like. And you didn't, you weren't as worried about the whole Nazi thing. There's like. that too, yeah. Um, okay, so mine is only is only gonna be for people who like play guitar specifically but i think the hm2 pedal made famous as the Sw swedish chainsaw sound in all the early swedish death metal pedal, uh, albums is entirely inferior to the hm3 pedal and yeah that's it okay so, oh god yeah. okay um man i uh am finding myself we can skip it. We're running out of time. If you yeah, no, I, I'm I'm gonna skip it because I'm finding myself totally unprepared again. And uh... okay, so Tales from the Pit, go, Devin. Tales from the Pit includes all of us. It's at the Dojo. It's a house for shows. The guy who owns the house is big into MMA, so the basement is like covered in a sort of protective foaming on the Floor, walls, ceiling, walls, pillars, all foam padded. So I'm, I'm also sharing this as my tale from the pit as well. Okay, cool. We'll yeah, some time then. it's pretty fucking glorious because it got to a point at the show where the lead singer demanded that we do rolling in the mosh pit. And there was a part of me, somersault, somersault specifically. Fact. Thank you. It like, sometimes when I'm so incredibly fucked up, like pure survival has to kick in and I can think very lucidly about something. I thought, man, someone's going to really hurt their knee doing this. And it was me, it turned out. Um, and I was like, you know what? It's totally worth it. Do you so, remember what happened to me? Yeah, you rolled your head into my knee. <laughs> no, other, other. I don't know. It was my... Um, your ankle. It was my ankle. Was it your ankle? My ankle made contact with what I think would be your head. Okay. Some, some bony, hard part of your body. I don't even remember. I just and remember like, hitting my knee. It didn't... I mean, it hurt in the moment, but like... I was fine. I was walking on it and I woke up at like three in the morning. Like, and I, I've broken my leg before. So like, I totally know how that pain feels. And I thought I had, I had broken my leg. It hurt to that level. And I, dude, I was paying off the ambulance fines forever. I had an ambulance come to my house in, at like three in the morning. Yeah. You woke like, me up and I was like half asleep, I, all panicked. Like I woke up screaming, dude. And I went in, I got all these fucking scans, and I, I was fine. They just gave me some... I don't know what it was, because it didn't hurt when it ha that nearly that bad when it happened. But yeah. I just woke up in the middle of the night with, like, the the same degree of pain as being run over and parked on top of by a car. Yeah. Was like, which is what happened to me. Yeah. I just remember that. I was like, 
I was like, God, I don't know what to do because, like, I'm not awake and you're just screaming in pain and I have to figure out what what to do, like. Yeah, it turns out I was fine and, uh, lost a, that ambulance fine was like a thousand plus dollars, which. Sounds about right. No fucking reason. After insurance. And, uh. Sucked ass. I did not get injured in that, in that pit experience, but I got. There was beer all over the floor, and I was rolling around in all that beer, so, like, I think that smell was on me for a few days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. That's it, right? We don't That's have it. Else? Okay, cool. Uh, kill thanks. cops, kill Nazis, uh, worship Satan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Devin, for coming on. Uh, so, oh, yeah, normally we'd, uh, we'd play out with um, a track from a band that the guest is on but you're not in any bands do you, no, I, do you I want suck. me to play you, out you with can, anything you, or should we you just can sing it? a little song if you want no that's alright <laughs> um, do, you, do you want me to pick a song now like any song or uh, you can tell me later we'll make it a surprise alright that okay. works uh,